Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef. Welcome to Pod Chef. The official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host, Jamal. With me, as always, is my co-host, Reeves. Hello, everyone. Wow, what a day. I'm buzzing. Great. Uh, with with Reeves, as always, is his co-host, the bouncing birthday boy, Brian. Say hello. Hey, I'm a little upset that we didn't play the birthday song as the intro for me, <laughs> but I'll get over it. That would have been nice, I think. A nice surprise. To be sitting here and have the birthday song played. Either birthday song, the one that's sung by white people or the one that's sung by black people. Either one would have been fine for me. Mm, now, nice. are you talking about the Marilyn Monroe happy birthday song? Yeah, white people, Marilyn Monroe. Is that the happy one birthday, you, you Mr. President? People? Yeah, that's the yeah. one that I mean. Well, no, because Obama was the president, so that can go both ways. Oh, right, because we had that one. So I guess now it can go both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that's how you feel about it. And Brian, I appreciate you doing our podcast on your birthday. Yeah, I, I of uh, course, it's my birthday next week and I will not be doing a podcast. <laughs> that's okay. We celebrated my birthday last night. I'll get into it um, when we talk about food things. And a little bit today, you know, it's, it's 6 p.m. on the East Coast here for all you West Coasters. So... I've got plenty of birthday things done, including being on a two-hour call for a sketch project. I'm really living up. I'm living my best life right now. So Brian is the special guest this week. Um, <laughs> uh, we we uh, booked Brian a year ago because we knew it was his birthday today. So he's the special guest. Um, he's going to provide uh, like commentary. He's probably going to have some hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um, very interested in what he has to say. Brian, you said you did some stuff for your birthday. Outside of the sketch, did you do anything special last night? Did you got to dinner? We did. Uh, I mean, that's, you know, we have a, you guys normally do a, a segment about dinner. So I don't know if I want to do that now. Well, don't tell us what, I'm just asking yeah. if you went out to dinner. You don't need to ruin the future segment by telling us what you had for dinner. It was just, just a tell question. Us if, is one question that is so straightforward. Mm. I asked, did you go out to dinner last night? And all you had to do was answer it. Okay. The answer is... Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, and usually when we have guests on, I mean, they well, kind of first, they don't they they do a yes and, <laughs> and there's an and after it, but they also don't jump the gun on bits that we already have. They're all fans. None of them watch Top Chef, but they're all fans of our show. So yeah. we get it. You're excited to do the bits, but yeah, like let, yeah, we let get it. Jamal, tee you up for it. Yeah, I did a rundown of the show with Brian. Uh, for those of you who are listening before we started, and he was like, "Oh, I can't wait for that chefs I prepared for you segment. I've got a birthday dinner that's going to knock your socks off." And I said, "Well, great. Just wait for the segment, though." I also that's all I asked. I also can't wait to debone Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> oh Is that God. what I've gotten the most? I've gotten debone a lot. I, I think like. so. Yeah, I'm always either send home or add foam, and it's usually add foam for some reason that my personality has is at fault. <laughs> Except for last week, I don't think our guest last week likes me. Well, um, should we maybe text and or call Casey and see how he really feels about Brian? Please don't. Please don't. Okay. 
we all have his number, so maybe yeah. we can and we can give that update throughout the episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna text Casey now and say, just, did you really want to send him home because you don't like him that much, or mm. did you just feel like uh, this is not the best setting to meet Brian and like kind of get to know his personality? Mm-hmm. Asking for a friend. Here's the thing: is that I don't think I come off like I think I do. Like, I think I've talked about, talked about this before. I think that I can, I think in my head, I come off as like playfully mean. No, or, um, just mean. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's just mean. It's how yeah, it comes off. My, my wife is often like, why were you so mean to that person? Yep. And I was like, I was not being mean to them. And she was like, yep, yeah, yep, 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 yep. I and agree. I'm a nice person. I don't mm. want to be mean. You are a nice guy. You're a nice guy. Uh, you step on bits sometimes, but you're a nice guy. <laughs> um, I just we we all wish you weren't as mean, um, but uh, you are, and that's you know something if you want to work on, you can work on. I'm not gonna. I don't want to change you. Yeah, I I don't want to critique you too, and I feel yeah. like within our own podcast, we shouldn't be critiquing each other. I think that that can lead to infighting. But I would like our fans to critique us. So if people, I only want genuine criticism of this podcast of how we can make it better. If people could write reviews and write genuinely what you think we could do better. Yes, uh, we will read them out and do them. Yeah, we will read them and then we will do them after we read them, but we will not Mm -hmm. do them before we read them because we will not know the criticism. Right. So please write criticisms of the podcast. We welcome it. Um, and give us an accurate review. Um, and you don't, you do not have to give us five stars. We'd love that, but you don't have to, if, if it doesn't go with your review. Um, so yes. Um, and it takes like 30 seconds guys. Um, so we'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, if you had to give your birthday dinner last night, uh, a rating, what would you give it? Out of what? what what's, what's the rating? Okay. So this is a, this is you're big in Hollywood. They'd call you difficult because I'm asking you questions and you're just refusing to just give me, I said, your okay, dinner right, last night. Fine, you ready? How would you Here rate we go. it? Here we go. Three. Mm-hmm. And that's, well, that's a sad birthday. It was out of four. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah, but it's still sad because on your birthday, you should get everything you want. So it still left you wanting. Nobody gets everything they want on their birthday. P. Diddy does. Mm, P. Diddy. Yeah, he does. Well, P. Diddy's the exception to the rule. Have you been to P. Diddy's birthday? (laughs) He's always getting whatever he wants. He's always getting whatever he wants. He keeps saying that my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. But everyone else says that they get them via email. But he's like, no, I put yours in the mail. And it never shows up. And I'm like, well, then I can't. I can just show up, right? And he's like, no, it's not how it works. You have to have the actual invitation. Mm-hmm. Well, those stamps, you know, because of the humidity in mail trucks, those stamps can fall off, you know. So, yeah, and they're going to send it right back. Yeah, so those invites just might truly be getting lost in the mail because mm-hmm. if a stamp falls off, it has no idea where to go. Yeah, and if a stamp falls off in a mail truck, does anyone get their mail? You know, Whoa, he's, walking, he's walking over an, another Whoa. bit of ours. <laughs> That's a bit we haven't done yet. And now he's kind of walking in that. Um, I'm very uncomfortable being the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like Why? to end it? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to not be the guest anymore? It just feels like a lot of pressure. We've had great guests. Look, Tom. Oh, so good. Tom update. You know, 
let a quick Tom update for everyone who's been wondering. We've not heard a lot from Tom this season, and he sent me a note. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he did it is that he wrote it on my car. It was very dirty, and he wrote a note on my car with his finger. First, it said uh, like, wash, wash me. me. Yeah, yeah. For, it did say wash me. Cool. And then it said great. Get it said Brian, but it was spelled wrong. It said B-R- great Byron. It was spelled I... like brain. B R A I N. Okay, <laughs> that's better. It said it said. Uh, it said, "Hey man, great job on the on the pod. You guys are killing it. The guests have been top notch." And he put "top notch" in quotation marks. And mm. I guess because it's like Top Chef, I guess he oh, thought that was funny. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know if he was like that was a slam at our guests because we have it, had some really good guests. He also drew a knife in between the words "top" and "notch." Mm. Yeah, and I think that's to, to make it more clear that he's like doing a Top Chef joke. Mm-hmm. And then he, I don't know if it was him, but all of my tires were slashed. Okay. Okay. And that sounds like something Gail would do. Yeah. Maybe Gail yeah. was with him. That's Gail's move. Does that mean that good? Does that mean that we did good? If she slashes the tires, she's like, she likes what we do. Because we don't talk about what Gail thinks of the show. It means she hasn't had a hot dog recently. And she's. <laughs> We know from the show now that she really loves the hot dogs, and if she hasn't had one, then she gets really upset, and she's going to be yeah. slashing tires. She gets so. cranky. Thanks for the update, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that he wrote all of that on your car. I hope you get your car washed. No. Okay. Yeah. The rain well, I can't move it. it. The tires are all slashed. Oh, yeah. Well, I would figure that one of the things you would ask for on your birthday, then, is new tires from your wife who makes a lot of money. I did ask for new tires for our birthday, my birthday, our birthday, for my birthday. But instead, I got AirPods and Biomutant for my Xbox. <laughs> hey, not a bad trade off, my man. Hey, not a yeah, bad it was trade right. off. Yeah. You don't need to drive anyway. I'm not mad with it. I'm excited <laughs> for those gifts. All right. Uh, so let's go into a segment we do, Brian, called Chefs I Prepared for You. This is where we go around and we share what we had for dinner last night. And this is the first time that I'm unprepared for this because I don't have my picture up, Uh oh! but now I have my picture on my phone and I, you need your picture to see. He looks at the picture and then he, he backtracks what he actually did. Hey Reeves, Brian, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, okay. So chefs, I prepared for you sauteed shrimp, mashed sweet potatoes. Mm, Of course. (laughs) (laughs) we'll get into that and your vegetable was and steamed broccoli i thought it was gonna be broccoli that's what i assumed Mm. so i have a picture of it you guys can see it it's right there yeah real story checks out just forgot to put it on the freaking thing and you can cut that part out at 12 what part (laughs) the part where i'm mentioning are um our behind the scenes uh people love people love that we have they really that, don't that we that we have a little document that we share that we read off of it makes us mm. seem like a real podcast so guys that's what i had for dinner um it was a great how'd you dinner. cook the shrimp sauteed it in olive oil how did yes. you how did you purchase the shrimp what did they look like when you bought them uh they are alaska wild alaskan golf um wild jumbo wild alaskan shrimp they mm. had the skins off and the heads off yep they were already cleaned so did I just had to rip rip the tail off, um, season, toss in season. Just used um, 
Old Bay and olive oil, salt and pepper. Tossed it, put it on the pan each side for three minutes. Done. Easy peasy. Did your house smell like shrimp afterwards? Yes, it did. And I put mm. the windows down and that didn't help. And then I smelt it the next day and I thought maybe it's the uh, vacuum packaging that I had the shrimp in that's in the trash now that smells like shrimp. And then I opened up the trash can and it was that. Mm. So I took that outside and threw it out. And then I came back in the house and I said, it still smells like fucking shrimp in here. What's, yeah. what's happening? Um, so um, in other news, there were other shrimp here. Um, there's some kids here. Okay. Little small people. Little s- small kids were here. I had, I had, so I, I ate four ounces of shrimp and had to deal with four kids. Mm. And that's because you have that daycare that you're trying to run, right? Yep. Yep. Mm. Yep. 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 Mm. I had that daycare. Um, so whenever I cook shrimp, I have to watch shrimp and, um, they're, uh, <laughs> the seafood. <laughs> I, here's the thing that I don't get about it because you did send that email out to like all of your contacts and I got it. And it yeah. was like, you said that you're doing, you're starting a daycare. Yeah. And it, but it's just going to be whenever you have time available. It's not, yeah. not like when people need their kids to be dropped off, like typical hours when they're working. It's just like, you're nope. like, I got two free hours. If you want to drop your kids off, I'm yeah. going to make some shrimp. Yeah. I, I uh, cooked shrimp between the hours of 5.30 and 7.30 on uh, Friday, and they came over and dropped their kids off. And I watched the kids while I was making the shrimp. And mm-hmm. I was actually done pretty early because, like I said, shrimp only takes three minutes on each side. So mm-hmm. I, then I called them immediately and said, come get these fucking things out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I want to say to all the people who did drop off their kids and pick up their kids, you have beautiful shrimps. Um, and congratulations and condolences. Mm-hmm. Which one of you canonically got beat up by shrimp? That was me. I got beat <laughs> up by shrimp. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I, I don't want them in my house for too long because um, I don't like being challenged by shrimp um, and I feel wrong uh, fighting back. So, mm-hmm. that makes uh, sense. yeah. So that's what I had for dinner. Okay. Um, Chefs, I prepared for you some chicken tacos, baby. Some chacos. Some chacos. I used some leftover <laughs> chicken. Um, what else was on those bad boys? A little sour cream, a little guac, a little cheese, probably some other things. We kept it simple. Chicken tacos. Now, how often do you make chacos? Not often enough. Here's the problem. Oh, there was also uh, oh, the little chef is so pissed right now. Okay, and I'm sorry for bringing up chacos because now the sous chef is upset. Here's here's the problem. I I don't ever go out to make chicken tacos, chacos. I it's like oh, what we have left in the kitchen. I feel like I can put them together, and then little chef is like, "That's not how you cook. You need to go in prepared and ready to make the thing that you're gonna make. It's not just leftovers." He says, yeah. "Leftovers are gross. They're doo doo. You throw them out. You don't you don't put them in your mouth. They're for doo doo people." Well, you famously claim that you can make chacos out of anything. Like this mm-hmm. time it was chicken that you made these chacos out of, but you make chacos out of whatever's in the fridge left over. Yeah. And it, 
I've gotten a lot of people sick because of it. <laughs> because I got a lot of like expired milk and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, it's chunky now. Maybe we can roll this into a taco and give it to someone. And then it's like, okay, now I have a guest that's sick in my house. <laughs> throwing up in my basement. And you once uh, invited uh, former Baltimore Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco over. And you made mm-hmm. the Flaccos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, which are flour tacos. tacos right? Yeah, flour tacos. <laughs> we don't normally eat those. We normally go corn because that's more traditional. But yeah, we got it just for him. And oh boy, did he get sick. He got so sick. Was, uh, I hadn't been to the grocery in weeks. So it was just, I, I basically, it was just like some dead cilantro and the water that was in there I put on the taco. And it, I, it was not good for him. He had to miss but he ate it because he's a good guest, right? He's, he's yes. a good guest and he ate it. Oh he was a gosh. very good sport about it. Yeah, he was a good sport. Yeah. He was very he was very game for everything. Um, and he was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I just, you know, I got to eat here. I'm going to sleep here, but I got to get to my game tomorrow. Um, I don't know how well he played. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow football. So Is he still in football? Uh, yeah, he's just not on the Ravens anymore. Where is Where is he? I don't know. He's not on my team, so I don't really care. I just know he's not on the Ravens anymore. Um, I don't watch football a, anymore. I think it's the Jets, uh, but he's not. He's not a threat anymore. Mm. So um, I'm sure he's happy that you made him those flower tacos, those flacos. Um, and that is also truthfully the, how he got his last name. Um, mm. He comes from a family line of uh, originators of the flower taco, and they were called flacos. I was going to do one too, but now I won't do one. It was going to be involved in Nicktoon. If you want to put those together, it's a Nicktoon, and he's a wallaby, and that's the joke I was going to make. And I'll let you guys do that at home. Okay. Yeah, His best friend like is a, a cow named Heifer. Like you figure that out on your own. Put together yourself. Yeah. It's like you're, yeah, you're the pieces, is, you put it together. If there's one thing that we to be. learned during this quarantine, is that like you don't have to have a chef make your meal for you. He can just give you the ingredients, and then you go home and you do it yourself. And I'm still a chef because I gave you the right stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mick Foley has a cookbook, and he's got a taco recipe called uh, Mr. Sacco's. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about wrestling more since we don't have a guest here? <laughs> well, I'm, we have a guest. Brian, do what do you want to talk about? Oh, that's right. Big that's time right. pay-per-view this tomorrow, double or nothing. We're very excited in the Jackson Donovan house. Okay, here we go. Chefs, last night I had prepared for me. Big boy's birthday dinner. <laughs> sushi. We went out for sushi. We uh-huh. went to this place called Fushimi. It was, it's a silly restaurant. It it, it looks like a club. It's very silly. It's, it looks like it's in LA. It has like big, like silver circles everywhere and like lights and blue lights and everywhere. It's very silly. We went there. We. Sounds like Fusilli. Bald, yep. Yeah, which is also a pasta. Um. We had plans to eat at a restaurant called The Four Horsemen, which is a Michelin-starred restaurant here in Williamsburg. But it's uh, the world's worst weather for um, Memorial Day. 
mm-hmm. and it rained and we were going to eat outside and it rained. So we didn't want to do that. So we did cancel last minute. I'm sorry for horsemen. How but, much did that cost you? Well, so the cancellation policy was if you cancel before 515 for our 545 reservation, it costs us nothing. So I canceled mm. at 509. That's smart. Because if you've nice. done it afterwards, Ric Flair comes to your house, right? Yeah. He's going to put you in the figure four. <laughs> he does. I, well, it's so wrestling. it's. I guess it's, Arn Anderson delivers like mm, water. Yeah. Right? And then yeah, Dean right. Malenko is also there. <laughs> and then there's one more. There's been a lot. <laughs> okay. So there's more than four horsemen. There's just four. Any given time, there are four horsemen. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's talk about wrestling. Um, it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, it you was just see pre- the was... listeners going down at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Three stars won't stop talking about wrestling. <laughs> I come here to hear you guys talk a little bit about Top Chef. Um, yeah, it was good. You know, we like to have when we get sushi like once a year. I'm pretty sure I've said this exact same thing on this podcast. When we get it, we get a lot of it. And it's usually on like a big, huge plate. And it, you look silly because they give you like four rolls. And that's like 18 pieces of sushi. And they're, and they're like, here you go. And you're like, thank you. And everyone's like, what are they doing? <laughs> and and I had a good time. And I had two drinks. I had two Tito's mules, Tito Whoa. mules, vodka wow. mules. And before you that, got, I had a giant beer at my house. And I did. I had a hangover before I went to bed last night. We ate dinner at 6.30 or so, done by 7.30, in bed, laying at like 9.30. Oh, no, we said late to watch Dynamite Wrestling. And um, I had a headache before I went to bed from drinking three <laughs> drinks in the middle of the day. And in case you're wondering why that is, it's because I turned 36 today. That's why. Woo, woo, woo. So if Brian had a big beer if we went out and then he had two drinks there, I assume Carrie brought her earplugs so that you didn't drown her <laughs> out with your loud <laughs> drinking voice that he is <laughs> no i'm i'm nice i'm reserved when it's just like the, <laughs> i mean she might tell you otherwise but i thought i did okay <laughs> <laughs> all right well that sounds like a fun birthday um happy 36th birthday you oh, don't look at i'm day in my 35 i'm in my stone cold years hell yeah yeah one in there yep um yep um so that's that um we all had some good dinners last night um shrimp i was watching kids you mm-hmm. had chacos mm-hmm. brian's out in the world talking loud people yeah eating indoors eating mm-hmm. indoors no that's not a bit but i'm vaccinated this is almost so like to. this is like three different things are happening that weren't connected it's almost like an episode of portlandia mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And are we going on a breakdown? And so Brian's supposed to be the guest, and he's still trampling <laughs> over bits. But we're going to go on break. We'll be right back. Poncha. And we're back from break. Uh, let's get into it. This is uh, season eighteen, episode nine, Portlandia. Let's talk about this quick fire challenge. Let's talk about this elimination challenge. Um, they're finally bringing in Fred Armisen and Carrie Brownstein. And how do finally. you guys feel about that? Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? I thought they would have. This would have been episode one of Portland. It feels good. I've I've been waiting for so long to see Chris Kattan and Sherry O'Terry on <laughs> Top Chef and to finally see them 
there doing their best bits that we all mm-hmm. remember from SNL, Mango, um, the cheerleaders, um, Hot uh, Ronald Jack. Reagan. Yes. <laughs> the one. animal. The animal. All of them. And it's just so funny. You can and so do it. Good. You can yeah. do it. It's not Kick like his a del- fucking head off or whatever it is. The bears. Rip his fucking head off. The mm-hmm. bears. <laughs> yeah. Coffee talk. Chopping broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. So good. And it's so nice and it's so not uncomfortable to see it on an episode of Top Chef to force comedy in. Um, <laughs> it feels nice. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I loved it. Elon Musk. Great. So should, let's listen to what we we're talking about. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I would I would love to do this. <laughs> sure, of course. All right, chefs, you have 30 minutes. But we have to remember, you have no access to the hotline. <laughs> and you can only use this vintage equipment in the Top Chef kitchen. You can't phone a friend. Wrong show. No hotline? Mm-hmm. So... Super good stuff there. Um, I like that she explained her joke because I do that sometimes too. (laughs) I find that I do it most times. Yeah. And it's not because it's like, oh, the joke fell flat or maybe this is a bit that they've already been doing and it's just been edited in a way where we don't really get the full scope of the bit. It's because your bit is so smart that people don't understand it. So you have to just walk them through the steps. It's like a very complicated math problem. You have to show your work so they get to the solution. The average person is not very smart. Common sense is not very common. And so when you have a joke and a bit, this kind of multi-leveled, you need to then explain what it is so that people can then get onto your level and laugh with you. It's really... And I think it's kind of a missed opportunity for this show because, like, I'm not sure what the crossover is between comedy nerds and food nerds. Like, comedy nerds who love Sherry O'Terry and love Chris Kattan know what's going on. They get it. These are comedians' comedians. Like, you ask Chris Farley who his favorite comedian was, and he tells you Chris Kattan, Sherry O'Terry, Elon Musk. This is who your favorite comedian references. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. This is who they like, the Ramones. You know, when maybe you don't get it because you were born in 1996 and it doesn't like quite register for you, but like this laid the foundation of comedy. And it, it, it the Top Chef crowd is probably like, what's happening? And what's happening is you're watching the bedrock, the cornerstone of comedy here for you. Okay, I think they got it. So Don says <laughs> No, wait, hold really quick. <laughs> no, I think he's got more. <laughs> There's a good chance that Don knew that Sherry O'Terry and uh and um Bill Hader were gonna be in this episode because when she saw that it was them, when she saw that it was Melissa Via Senor and um <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Keenan Thompson. She yeah. was so excited. She laughed at everything they did. She laughed yeah. hard at everything they did. A lot of folks were like, ha, 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 ha. Don was losing her shit at these bad jokes that they were doing. She was all about it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Keenan, for some reason, kept saying, my name's Gregory. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that joke. Maybe that I didn't was too comedy nerd joke. for me, too. Yeah, that was too high up. It went over my head. Um, so the chef's got to cook with vintage appliances. Um, <clears throat> and hipster ingredients. And hipster ingredients. Um, not entirely sure what that means, um, but... Uh, I I didn't think that this was that hard of a challenge to, I mean, they had a stove and, um, and they had, uh, they just had an old timey blender, but it still blended. So I didn't understand why it was so crazy. Yeah. It seemed like they had ingredients or they, they had materials that would have been perfectly fine. Um, they did. It was almost like they had a quota of the amount of times they had to say the word hipster. Yeah. Which I, it, they were kind of presenting it in a way that it was like, this is like a relevant thing. And I was like, is it? Or is this something that people talked about like eight or nine years ago? <laughs> like People kind of moved on from like shitting on hipsters or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, they, um, they were working very hard to make it seem like they didn't know what a hipster was. It was kind of like, I don't know, man bun sort of thing. Like, yeah, it just seemed like very like late night brand comedy, like making fun of hipster, like, Oh, your tight pants. And also as someone from New York, they pickle it who lives in New York from New York. Sebastian said, I'm a New Yorker. I lived here during the pandemic. You're a real New Yorker. I still believe that. They were talking about those electric ovens, and Byron was like, I haven't seen one of these since I was in New York, and he laughed very hard. And what's the joke? That New York sucks and has old equipment? I get it. Our infrastructure is hundreds of years old, and they won't upgrade it. I get it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I don't get the joke, okay? And you've got a couple of real comedians up there. you got Joe Piscopo and Victoria Jackson. (laughs) In this episode, so if you need someone to punch up your jokes, you just go over to them. I mean, when and you're I doing did, jokes like this and you've got Norm MacDonald. Did you Google up there? I did Google because I knew I wanted to pull Joe Piscopo, but I couldn't remember the last name. So I did Google it and I sat on it for like the past few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, you've got Amanda Bynes and the other kid from all that, and they're <laughs> yeah. all up there having a good time. <laughs> Ask them for help. Let's job. talk about one of the interesting things that happens as Shoda writes uh, his dish on his hand. Thank you. I prepared a spicy, nutty green bean with dehydrated watermelon, toasted almonds, uh, sauteed with sunflower oil, and uh, pickled beets and asparagus. Can I see your hand, Shoda? I always forget what I put. Not embarrassing at all. Yeah. Well, that is hipster. Yes. It's not hipster <laughs> until you get that as a tattoo. <laughs> and now, is that true that it's not hipster until you get it as a tattoo if you write things down in your hand? Because if so, do you think Sarah Palin has that tattoo now of the stuff she had to write down on her hand? Mm, when she was on SNL? <laughs> no, that happened in real life. <laughs> I'm glad that you brought up Sarah Palin because it's been okay. too long, <laughs> right? Okay, it's okay. been too long. It's time to laugh since again. I've yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a couple of years of like not really anything going on, and now to remember, man, I can see Russia from my porch. Mm. Yeah, remember that? Oh, I remember it. 
yeah. Trig, her son Trig. Which we now know um, that was short for triggering. Mm, that was before cancer culture even existed. Yep. No I one have, got canceled before then. That's true. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this this season, but they do these... I think this is new for this season. They do these fun fact things that they write mm-hmm. at the bottom of the screen. This might just be a me thing, but are they there long enough for you guys to read the full fun fact or are they you notice them and then you start reading them and then it's gone and it's like well i didn't have any fun doing that i don't know what it was okay let's talk about this because not everyone is a speed reader i really like to digest every word uh, every letter in a word so Mm -hmm. i'll get through like the part where it says fun fact and then i'm like colon and by the time I'm getting ready, like, okay, I'm so amped up for this fact that's about to come in here. I've, I've done, I know it's going to be fun and I know it's going to be a fact. Mm-hmm. By the time I get to the actual fun fact, then it's like slowly fading away off the screen. I'm like, well, what, what why is this got to be so quickly? Why can't this just stay on the screen so I can marinate with it? Yeah. It's not there long enough. And it's like, well, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, I can just rewind and pause it. And it's like, well, I'm watching it. <laughs> through someone else's window watching their TV. (laughs) It's like, because, you know, I I don't have access to Top Chef, so I'm watching it through my neighbor's window when they watch it. So I can't rewind it. And I'm like, well, I don't know what the fun fact was. I'm not learning anything now. Well, and that wouldn't be a problem, but your neighbor is the micro machines guy. Mm -hmm. He talks really fast. So I imagine he reads very fast too. Yeah. And I mean, he watches it in like, I guess it's like 5.5 speed. So like the episode Mm. itself is like, I mean, they're normally, they should be like 40 minutes or something, but he watches it in 10 minutes. So it's very, very fast. Yeah. I don't know how you retain anything from this show when you talk about it. Oh boy. I mean, if, if that's why our listeners are like, wow, it seems like, you know, one of the hosts, didn't really pay attention very much to the episode. <laughs> it's it's not because I was like not engaged or was like kind of disappointed with how this season is playing out. It's because I'm watching it through my neighbor's window and he's watching it at 5.5 speed. So I can't keep up. And that's interesting that you'd feel that way considering you still have a fantasy team to mm-hmm. you know be tracking and Brian basically doesn't. So he should be more disappointed with how the season's. No, I'm having a great out. time. I'm having the best time of my life. I will admit to um, – so they were doing some fun stuff with special with sound effects this episode when they kept talking about Hasselback um, football. They were um, – they made a little choppy noise and they did it again. And I – I'll admit I had a good time when they kept talking about Hasselback when it was brought back and um, when uh, – Kyle Mooney was like, um, <laughs> he was like, oh, I'm so glad I got to see, as, as a fan of Hasselback cutting for so long, I'm glad I got to see it. I got a good laugh out of that. That was fun mm. for me. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're laughing a lot and we're like making fun of the episode, but like in truth, like, you know, Jim Belushi, Belushi <laughs> <laughs> and Molly Shannon were be, being very funny. <laughs> I had the hardest time thinking of another female cast member. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Don wins the Squick Fire Challenge with Fonio and Semolina Quick Bread with Pancetta Jam, Pear Butter, and Goat Butter. 
Um, they then have to do the elimination challenge, um, and the chefs had to develop and write out recipes fit for home cooks. Um, and the contestant dishes and the all-star versions were then compared side by side because they had the um, guest judges try and make the same recipe based on how it was written down. Um, and as a as the winner of the quick fire challenge, Dawn was given an extra 15 minutes of cooking time. But let's listen to how Richard Blaze um, introduced this segment. Awesome. Chefs, I have two cookbooks. My first cookbook was nominated for a James Beard Award. And when someone tells you that their thing was nominated for something, it means they didn't win. That's correct. You <laughs> <laughs> cookbook too. And Reeves, do you want to talk about this? I thought this was really cool to make a joke about being a nominee for a James Beard Award and not winning it as like the punchline to an audience of people who the majority of which have been nominated for the James Beard Award and not won. Because <laughs> it's like, know your audience. Know exactly what they've experienced in their lives and what they think is funny. And then really just harp in on that, which is what Richard Blaze has done this entire season. And I think he's fucking killing it. And I think he's the best part of the show. He, he's losing me this season. I didn't hate, <laughs> I know, right? I didn't hate him as a contestant when he was on the show. As a guest, I kind of fucking hate him. It's, I feel like he's going out of his way. I mean, maybe he I'm giving him kind of the benefit of the doubt that maybe they're giving they're doing him dirty and giving him bad edit. But like I same thing. Like I really liked him before and it's every single episode. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pick on him, but he does stuff like this and it makes it impossible not to pick on him. I like him. He's a, he's a jerk. <laughs> he's right up my alley. I'd add foam to him. Um, <laughs> uh, I love how this is introduced. There's two, two other things about the way that this quick fire is introduced is Padma says uh, of the three of us up here, some of us are have um, cookbooks and some of us are working on cookbooks. And then both Dale and Richard Blaze say, we have cookbooks. So clearly Padma's working on hers. Like she tried yeah. to include herself in. It's like, no, you don't have one. Stop. And then Dale, she's like, Dale, you have a cookbook. He's like, yeah, I do. And he says, it took me two years. He says, it took me two years to do this. And he says it like, that's a long time. Yeah. It seems like writing a book would take forever, personally. Like, getting it done in two years seems like you flew through it. How long does it take you to write a book? You guys ever written a book? Reeves, you wrote a book, right? I wrote a book. Oh, Jamal, no. you also wrote a book? Jamal wrote a book. I wrote a book, started as a pamphlet, um, but now it is a full-on book. Um, you guys may have heard of it. It's called The Green Book. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> I was so you sent me a copy of it. <laughs> and I did have a couple of questions about it. Because <laughs> like, you hadn't oh, heard of some of the places and some of the, that the was part owners of it. and stores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, listen, I want to say up front, I thought it was great. It yeah. just, I just, I didn't know if you knew that there was a movie. That came out a couple of years ago. That one best picture. It was that, which means, of course, it was the best movie that came out that year with the same title. <laughs> yeah, the, I I found out about that as I turned the book into my editor, mm -hmm. and um, Molly Shannon said, um, "There's a movie out right now uh, with this same title," 
and mm. literally the same information. Okay. <laughs> I, said, I said, well, I thought this information would be useful um, for my people. So this quick, this elimination challenge was the, um, the worst kept secret of all time. As soon as <laughs> they were like two. Okay. First of all, this, this challenge sucked. It was so stupid. They were told to write recipes that a home chef could do. And then they had celebrity chefs make them. Yeah. Where's the fucking, where's the level of difficulty? It's not it, so. You know what's funny is like when so Tom comes in and then like as he's leaving, he drops the. He's like, "Oh, write down your recipes. Someone else might be doing it or whatever." And then Byron says, "Are we gonna have to exchange each other's recipes and cook each other's?" And I was like, "That's very interesting. That would yes. be fun to do. That's an element yeah. of drama. They don't do yeah. that. They, they don't do that. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's bring in these, you know, these past contestants. Have them cook it." That's less yeah. dramatic. Let's do that. <laughs> Can't have these past contestant guest judges just, you know, charging up a hotel bill while we have them in a quarantine. Mm-hmm. We need to put, put them to work. work. <laughs> yeah, we've got to put them to work. Um, and it's always like kind of the same judges. I don't see the other guys cooking. Who's who's the uh, the big guy? He's never cooked anything. Like, oh yeah. In all the competitions, he's just always eating the food. He's not like doing any work in the kitchen. This is Amar. twice now. Um. I, I wasn't a huge fan of this. I thought they were going to bring in um, like home chefs who were going to take their recipes and have to like cook it and present it. Again, a better idea, a much better yeah. idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what I thought they were doing. Like, you got to make this for for uh, a home recipe book. I was like, oh, they're probably going to have like a home chef come in and just off the cuff, cold, have to make this recipe. And mm-hmm. I, I guess it was because of COVID they didn't do it, but like they could have made it work. I almost thought, yeah. I don't know when they created Top Chef Amateurs, but it would have been a cool tie-in to have Top Chef Amateurs come in and cook these dishes. You know what I would have liked, really, is if they did like they do in the elimination at the very last uh, episode where they someone gets to cook completely alone in the kitchen. And like they gave them someone else's recipe that they had to cook, and they had to just follow the recipe and cook it completely by themselves. They couldn't get any instructions on it mm-hmm. whatsoever. That's so I great. thought that had been interesting. Yeah, all of these ideas way better than what they did. And also you could and also they could have given the caveat like if you're cooking this and it's going wrong, feel free to change it. Like say what 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 would have gone wrong with this the way it's written down like as you're going through it you're like, "Well, that's not going to work." Cuz a lot of times they were cutting like the gnocchi and they're like, "This is too much. This yeah. is not good." So they like kind of getting into it like I I kind of have a feeling that that there were certain um uh, cooks like Top Chef previous contestants that were like my thing is I'm going to follow the recipe exactly and I think there were other ones I think Gregory did this where it's like they followed it but they also were like okay I'm going to kind of do make it so it makes sense and it works yeah. and I think those dishes tend to be more successful than the people that were like nope I'm following it exactly yeah thanks Kwame <laughs> <laughs> Kwame's like nope I'm just following the recipe it didn't tell me to put oil in the pan to sear this uh pork belly so i'm not gonna do it <laughs> but i would think the pork belly would have enough fat on it naturally to like not at least stick to the pan right yeah i think that with pork belly i mean yeah you probably do want to put some oil down ahead of time but you're, yeah. you are like you said you're, you're a little safe because there's there's fat already naturally in it that's gonna like you know cool out and then it's gonna it's gonna work but like with something else i don't know you you just burn it basically yeah 
Yeah. So let's talk about something. Um, Shota having a son. <laughs> okay, I guess we're talking about that. Shota no, we don't have son. To. They yes, just dropped it. So it was it. such a we- it was dropped so weirdly in this episode. Like it doesn't come up anymore. It doesn't like pay off at the end or anything. It's just like. I have a boy. And then Gabe is like, yep, I have three kids. And he's like, oh, yeah, your oldest is as old as my boy. He kept saying, my boy. And I thought it was very cute. Hmm. Yeah, the the art. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll work with you on this. Like, I, no, I think we, can, the, we can move on. We can move on. I don't care. <laughs> the, the arcs in these episodes aren't, they're, they're like to your point, there's not really like a payoff. Because they, they kind of have these moments of like actual personal background on people. And there is no, it's not like that's the arc of the episode. You see this person overcome whatever they, they've been talking about, or you see them win or lose or something like that. It's just kind of like a moment about one person that really in no way affects the overall episode, which makes it seem yeah. like, why did you show us this? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking I guess you needed like something to happen. I feel like in old seasons, it might've showed them like partying at home, but maybe this like group is boring and they just like, just talk about their kids. Mm-hmm. Which you don't like. You want them to go home if they do that. Yeah. If you want to talk about your kids, go home and do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll go past this clip. Uh, Let's talk about something that Brian will love. Maria's recipe is fucking ginormous. (laughs) I wrote down the same thing. Brian must love this. (laughs) Brian would love this recipe because it's a great big serving. Um, Brian? Yeah, this was great. Uh, <laughs> Kristen um, tries to like drag her and she's like, look at all this meat. She ordered like eight pounds of meat for six yeah. people. And then when they like come together to show their food, she's like, did you really want to give all this food to them? She's like, yeah, I'm Mexican. I want to give all this food to all these people. And yeah. Kristen's bowls were like half full. And yeah. like, I thought maybe that was Kristen's bowl because she didn't know how to serve it. So she filled it to the brim but it was maria's bowl that was like overflowing and that was great and as much as they wanted to be like this is too much food they loved it and shut up and eat it or don't Mm. you know what people here's something you can do for all people out there who come to the show for tips on food if you're if your meal that you order is too big you have two options three options you eat it all and then you feel bad you eat most of it and take it home. You eat what you can and throw it away. This is America. <laughs> throw it away. Yeah. Food waste. It's a thing. Just throw it away. Hey, yeah. America, you can eat until you're satisfied. You don't have to eat until you're full. Exactly. Or eat until you feel sick. Or eat until you don't feel sick and then throw the food away. Just throw it away. Did you see Byron's sauce he made? He had a whole bunch of shit in it. He ended up throwing away. Just throw it away. Don made a whole first sauce that you said tasted bad. She threw all that away. Just throw it away. Throw it away. I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school. At the end of the night, you know what we did with food? We didn't send it home with us. We threw it away. Corporate policy, throw it away. All right. Let's talk about something else that should be thrown away. Chris is doing dough again. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's and talk soon, about just like channeling okay. exactly who's going to go and, home this episode. As soon as he's doing pasta, I was like, oh, fuck, Chris. Come on, man. 
Um, so I, I need to call a session of the writer's room because okay. um, we need to write something. This is the t-shirt in the making when Chris makes dough. And we need to come up with some t-shirt slogans for Chris and his terrible takes on dough and pasta. So I'll go first. I got one. It's called Dough No. Dough No is pretty good. As in like, don't know. He's making dough again. He, it's so for mine, it's he, it's, it's in the font. Okay. So it says no dote, but it's like the font of like no doubt. And it's got Chris's <laughs> face on it. Okay. Like the band No Doubt. It looks like mm-hmm. the cover of Tragic Kingdom, but it's like Chris Tragic instead of Gwen Stefani. Yes. I've got another one. It's called Do Not Make That Again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have one, and it's just called No Key. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's good. Um, what about um, Though You Didn't? I like Though You Didn't a lot. There we go. Let's put that on the shirt. And, and then a maybe... lot of these a lot of these are just puns and play on words, but I like sometimes when shirts are just straightforward. So maybe a shirt that just says, don't make pasta, Chris. You suck at it. <laughs> and I get that you're like a good chef, but like not on this show. That's like a whole part of it too, though, right? Is like I I am I mean, everyone on the show is good, right? But I'm pretty sure Chris is very good, like a very good chef. But he just keeps striking out. <laughs> he keeps and it, striking out. It hurts me. Just like I can tell, he's very disappointed in himself. And yeah. I'm just like, just don't, just do what you're good at. And maybe you're good at pasta, but just stop doing pasta because it's not working out for you. Yeah. Do anything else. Could you imagine? You're you. So let's put your, put ourselves in Chris's footsteps. Foot shoes, shoes, his shoes. You. His rest, his gnocchi looked pretty good. Yeah. It looked okay. Yeah. You come out and you're excited to see what your plate looks made by a great <laughs> chef, and it looks like that. Yeah. How angry point, are you that it looks like that? You look I'm, so I'm, upset. I'm like, the recipe couldn't have been that bad. I do, I think I think she didn't follow the recipe because she says it says pan fry. I don't have time for that, and it looks like she dumps it in a pot of water. Yeah. No. Well, she... no. It looked like she crowded the pan. Yeah. And so they couldn't. They were like steaming instead of pan frying. She definitely didn't follow it exactly. I think other people did yeah. the same thing, where it's just they didn't have time or something like that, or she's just like, "I'm not going to do this." I don't know if that really would have made a difference because it seemed like the the measurements and the like the flour amount was off, were and off. she didn't know yeah. what she was doing. Um. That was very sad to watch. I mean, all of the, for the most part, a lot of the interactions where it was like the chef came out and then the other chef came out, like it was kind of hard to watch them critique them in front of it and be like, you did this wrong or this wasn't clear or something like that. I was like, I kind of feel bad for him. So yeah, Chris uh, decides to make um, dough again and uh, doesn't go well. Let's put it that way. Um, Byron's recipe. He makes some like semolina. It's some kind of, again, the fun fact was too fast. I couldn't see what it said. It tried to tell me what it was made out of, but I couldn't tell you. Some kind of ancient grain or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Byron's recipe, it looks as long as an election ballot. And um, Kwame is like making a big deal about how long it is. Kwame um, exaggerates. He says four pages. They show us what it is. It's, it's, it's two, two and a quarter. And a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> if I was Byron, I'd be so pissed off. If he was like, it was four pages, I'd be like, it's two and a quarter, dude. Come on. 
Don's dish looked great. I felt like I could smell it through the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting very hungry as uh, she was presenting her dish. Um, yeah. I kind of wish they showed us the recipe. Is it maybe on the site? Because I would... I- I would like to give some of them, like especially Dawn salmon buttermilk. Like I, I feel like I want to give that a shot. I think they're all gonna be because I think they're doing a Top Chef cookbook right now, and I think mm. it's gonna be in that probably. Because like, also know that like Shoda and some other contestants have been doing Instagram live videos to show you how to cook what they've been doing for the show. Oh. Um, oh. but I think a lot of them are gonna be. But Shoda's things are like fish head stuff, which I can't do at my <laughs> at, at my house because I am not a good cook. Um. But, like, yeah, some of these seemed easy enough that I would like to do them because the whole thing was for a home chef. It would have been great if, if they were like, hey, go to bravotv.com and look at the recipes for these and do them yourself and then tag them. Hashtag Top Chef. Mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. We keep helping them out too much. Writing their episodes for them, punching up their Well, drinks. everyone needs help um, when you, when you want to get something done. I mean, even Tom needs help when he's writing his cookbook recipes. Take a listen. That's all. That's why there are editors in the world. They can translate those stories for you. I hate writing recipes. If, if anybody sees anything written by me, my wife did it. Okay. And this is like an interesting moment because it's not actually at, I mean, I guess it, in a way it's at a judge's table because he's at, you know, he's at court when he's saying this. And it's his lawyer was asking him the question. He was basically saying, it's like, anytime I write anything, it's my wife. It's not me. It's my wife that wrote it. So I can't be held accountable for anything that you may think I wrote. It was my wife. And then, and the then lawyer you just heard the no judge. Questions. Yeah. But then you heard the judge go, okay. <laughs> Does that mean that Tom's wife wrote all of our, like, uh, report cards and she emails and stuff? That was Probably. And all those oh, Probably. That- that we've got have we ever talked well i've talked to tom in person before of course yes. I ate it yeah and he acted like he didn't know you you pretend not to know me but um maybe that's why wait is this show actually being told to be put on by tom's oh wife god we've oh just uncovered god. something here holy shit and we've been telling our fans to tweet at tom and really they should be tweeting at tom's wife so guys start tweeting at tom's wife thanking her for asking us to do this uh podcast it's her idea, actually. It's not Tom's. We're going to have Tom's wife on the finale this season, so look forward to that. We're going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. We were going to have Tom because Brian talked him into being on the podcast. But now I think we need Tom's wife because she's actually, you know, the power behind the strings, you know? She's the puppet master to the puppet. Mm-hmm. It, it all makes so much sense. Like, yeah. I was upset when Tom pretended not to know me. He doesn't know you, though. Like, he doesn't know me. Yeah. Now, was there another a woman there who's like, Brian, Brian, Brian. Hey, Brian, 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 Brian. Hey, Brian. Nice to see you, Brian. Yeah. Let me think. Who wasn't your wife? Yeah, well, she did that for sure. Um, There we had dinner. We had drinks. Tom pretended not to know me. Was there a woman saying my name? Did she like say, there's there anyone there who tapped you on the shoulder, like said hi, recognized you, knew who you were? It was so obvious that she knew who you were. Did that happen? I think it did. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's keep that in. And this is Chris being eliminated. <laughs> 
Hey, you know, chefs, a great recipe starts with a great dish. And today we are sending someone home, not for writing a bad recipe, but for making the worst dish. <laughs> Chris, please pack your knives and go. Thank you. It's been a tremendous opportunity. I appreciate everything that, that's happened. Chris, we'll see you at Last Chance Kitchen. Thank you. There's definitely so much more of Top Chef that I want to be a part of. I got it on place. I don't want to be done. Uh, to be able to get to this point right now, I feel accomplished. Your daughter has a lot to look up to. Thank you. Not because you're tall. <laughs> get out of here. Jamie always leaving on a good note. Love you all. Thank you all for everything. All right. Thank you. This whole experience is life-changing. I've learned more and more about myself, about who I am as a cook, and I want to continue to learn and grow from that. Well, it's not going to happen because you're going against Sarah. <clears throat> She's got a vendetta against you in um, the stolen Top Gear episode of Last Chance Kitchen <laughs> that that Tom did because he clearly has been watching and listening to our podcast. Yeah. So you lost to Sarah, so you're out, Chris, and she got revenge on you because you should have went home to begin with instead of her. So she got revenge, and now you're home, and I'm okay with it, even though you were on my team because I just lost dead weight. Yeah. I didn't know that Sarah really held a grudge against Chris. For the <laughs> la- I felt like Dawn really was the person that she should, but like she really yeah. like went hard on him after she yeah. won. <laughs> like Chris kind of Sarah's showing some colors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sarah's showing some like competitive colors. Definitely coming out. Definitely wants it. Definitely wants to win yeah. top chef. We definitely get that from her. Yeah. Um, I think Sarah's very, very much like I'm in this shitty second show. Yeah. <laughs> I belong in the first show. Yeah, and Tom's not, he's so checked out of his own show that he's doing yeah. Top Gear now. <laughs> he really was doing Top Gear. Yeah. He had to drive 10 laps in his uh, in the BMW that sponsors the show and then drive five minutes back to the studio yeah. and come in. This is just Top Gear meets Top Chef. And I don't know if they it's like- still our idea. If they calculated in the fact that it's like his BMW did kind of break down at one point and he had to go to a BMW dealership to get it fixed and like the parts for that were super expensive. So super expensive. He had to like call his bank or whatever to make sure they could approve what the amount of money he was going to put on his credit card for the fix. All of that into like, you know, the amount of time in the quick fire. Uh, this- so let's talk about the Hold on, Brian. Let's talk about the Top Chef. Fantasy League now standings. I'm in the lead with 67. Reeves is in second place with 66. And Brian, I don't know why he's still competing, is is in third place with 34 and a half points. <laughs> so it's there are there are what do you three weeks give left. me a contestant? <laughs> no, no, we picked our contestants. We're good. Me and Reeves are clearly good uh, uh, judges of character just by looking at people yeah. without even knowing them, and. Uh, Sorry to say, Brian, but you're not, it seems. And Byron is uh, about to be out next. Um, Here's what I'll you think say. think so? If he yeah. does go out, I will give you someone for my team. We, we I will- won't. <laughs> I will let you die on this in this game because I'm super competitive. So You shouldn't give me Maria, who will go out after Byron. Yeah. <laughs> That's who you should kill. I almost gave you her before for someone that yeah. got eliminated very early on. If Byron does go out, We'll have a discussion and maybe I'll give you someone of mine. Again, you're not getting anyone on my team. My team, someone on my team is going to win. Jamie, preferably. 
because then it means I actually I don't think it's Jamie anymore. No. Yeah, you're just, you're sleeping on her because she didn't good in this episode, but I mean, don't respect her skills. She did terrible in this episode. She made foie gras for a home chef with peanut butter and jelly, and they were just like, this sucks. And you didn't let me talk about Last Chance Kitchen, and I really wanted to. Go ahead. One, it was a very confusing premise for the challenge. It made no <laughs> sense at all. You got to do 10 laps. You have 10 laps and how long it takes him to get to the laps and then to get back to here and come. It made no sense at all. I didn't need Richard Blaze hosting because I fucking hate him. I and loved it. Three, uh, there's no way Tom was driving that car. It showed him get in the car and they cut the camera and put someone else in there driving it. There's no way that was him driving that car. I don't know. I, I don't. I think it was probably took a while for them to at least get him in and get him out, just because of the size of that helmet he had to wear when he got into it. They probably. What's had the name of that character? Like, What's that top gear oh, guy? That uh, the the some the stag is that what it was? The stig. The stig. The stig. This was Tom doing the stig, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the hosts also drive their cars around, but I think it was him showing off the stig because he was carrying that helmet around. Yeah, that's what the stick does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what the stick does. Great. <laughs> All right. Real, so, quick, real quick question. When they showed a picture of Chris's food, didn't it look like popcorn was on it? It did, but they didn't mention it. <laughs> I, But it wasn't. I think it was cheese. I've no, looked at it no multiple it times popcorn. now. It looks like popcorn. They, they showed it up close. It looks like popcorn. I don't know. Fans write and in. I think it's popcorn. Know. Yeah, let us know if you think it's lesser evil brand Himalayan sweet popcorn, which is delicious. My favorite brand of popcorn. Check it out. If that's what we had on there, let me know and I'll, and I'll eat it. All right, Brian, you got any um, plugs you want to do for your birthday? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. My sketch team uh, on Boogie Manja, it's, we're called Pagliacci. Uh, we do a show every month on twitch.tv slash Boogie Manja. Check it out. I'm also on an. Uh, uh, eh. I'm also on this podcast that I host with two other guys. Uh, it's called Pod Chef. Um, Tom Colicchio's wife asked us to do it, so it's the official Top Chef podcast. Check it out. You can find me online. Just Google my name, and I have the same name as everyone else with a very basic name, but you'll find me. Mm, I'm not gonna listen. All right. So oh wait, hold on. No wait. I'm gonna send home Jamal. I'm going to debone Reeves. I'm going to add foam to myself. And what that means is I'm going to go fucking put the whipped cream canister in my fucking mouth and fill it. <laughs> All right. So, Brian, would you like to do a segment with us called Add Foam? <laughs> I already did it. <laughs> debone or send home. This is where you pick out of the three of us who would you add foam to? Who would you debone? Who would you send home? No, I don't want to play that game. Okay. That's it for this week, everyone. See you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>